Sometimes I'd literally yeah. be in my room humping a pillow for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Welcome to the Queendom. Your host, Lauren Mortacini. Hello, beautiful fuckers of the Queendom. I am your host, Lauren, and today I am sitting here with my very dear friend and the host of the Jen Rufo Show, Jen fucking Rufo. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> And she is like sitting here reporting as this sexy hot gremlin bitch. And I am literally Miss Fucking Boyle because, (laughs) guys, I have a fucking monstrosity of a situation on my chin that I don't even know how to explain other than it's, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's like a boil. It's like. Usually there's, when you have a pimple, it's like mostly red and just a little yeah. white. This one's like all fucking white. <laughs> like there's some shit in there to pop out. <laughs> and I'm so fucking weird. I like love popping pimples. I used to watch videos on Instagram of like doctors popping these huge pimples because I'm just disgusting. Dude, if I see them, like I I will watch it. I will watch that, but I don't have this like fascination. Oh no. It. You know how you can save videos on Instagram? Yeah. I have like a category for pimple Jenna's fucking disgusting. I know. I know, know, but it's obviously a thing. I mean, there's literally like TV shows and shit that are specifically um, dedicated to this. Yeah, no, I, this is not an average pimple. This is something fucking different. Not your average pimple. Mm -hmm. And it came from um, a really intense makeout session. (sighs) That's the, like, that's the part that makes this the most strange because she didn't just get a pimple. Like, it formed from, like, rubbing her chin on someone else's scruffy chin. Yes. And I've literally put this, I put this kind of saga on Instagram and people are kind of, oh, he needs to clean his beard. I'm like, no, it's not a beard. Trust me. He's, he's, you know, very hygienic and a very clean man. He has just a, a stubble. Like he has a, it's just a stubble. It's just, a, I wonder it if it's a, a certain kind of stubble or like, I don't know. Yeah. I, Cause this has never <laughs> happened before. This has never happened to you. I mean, to me, I don't know if it's happened to anybody else. I mean, I have my entire whole life never experienced something. So, and it, it sat on, it like came on so quick. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we spent Sunday and Monday together rolling around Sunday night, Monday. And when I left, there was definitely a scrape. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him again last night and, <laughs> and then bacteria got in from whatever was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a pimple. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but it's not, it's literally Mount fucking Rushmore. I mean, somebody else said herpes and I'm like, guys, herpes takes weeks to set in. Yeah. You can't like, does it? Like you, you can't, can't just, it doesn't just pop up immediately. No. Herpes right? has a, like a two week incubation period. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of the STIs and STDs really? do. Yeah. Girl, you was a hoe. Don't you need to be informed about that? I know, right? Like, you would think I knew STDs. these things, but I just thought, like, you get an STD and it's just, you get, you have it. Like, I didn't think it take, took weeks to form. Yeah, there's like, it's, there's like an incubation period. 
Mm. before symptoms start to show up and different STDs have different incubation periods. Mm. That's why it's smart to get your shit checked. Oh, I think it should be yeah. a much more normal conversation. Oh, 100%. I like always get checked. I don't know. I'm kind of a hypochondriac. So like I always think something's wrong or that I'm dying. Yeah. So like I just get checked a lot. Yeah. But. Oh my gosh. And for Sorry. everyone listening to mm, I just got a puppy. <laughs> and you can probably hear it on the mic because she's this sniffing. This is Ruby Rufo. And this is she's Ruby the Rufo. one breathing. She is the get. cutest little thing. She's trying to get what I'm eating. Let me just give her a piece so that she goes away. Go sit down. Um, but yeah, it's good to get it's good to get checked often. It's good to have that conversation. I mean, yeah, shit happens out there, and it's and not it's the just other sig- world. stigmatized, it's and it's like nothing very much so. To- yeah, um, but that was totally a derailed conversation yeah. because somebody suggested that it was herpes, and I was like, really herpes takes some time to to <laughs> incubate, point. and this happened over the course of like two hours, and I honestly think it was. A mixture of the fact that he had stubble and also also just the very like violent way we just kind of yeah it sounds went like out it for a really long time the other day and you yeah. know again today but also I feel like I've kind of been in this season of sexual frustration so that is why I'm so excited to have you on the fucking show today. <laughs> Jen has a sex and wellness podcast. You should definitely check it out. God, this thing is oozing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> My boil is oozing. So I have been in this state of feeling frustrated sexually, which honestly is not something that happens to your girl a lot. I also have a very healthy masturbation practice however the one vibrator that I had which like went everywhere with me traveled with me for years it actually almost got confiscated in the Filipino airport (laughs) (laughs) but um it fucking broke a couple weeks ago Uh and so I've kind of like had it a resort back to my old ways of child like not childhood childhood Uh, my my younger days when I began my masturbation practice with a, with pillows, which I fully think is turned out to be a real gift for me. How did you use the pillow? Yeah, you look confused. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's funny you say childhood when it you know mm-hmm. you're using your hand because I figured out a way to do it with my legs as a child. Like I was in dance class one day and I crossed my legs and started lifting them up and down and lo and behold I had an orgasm and I was seven and I didn't know what it was at the time. All I knew was that it felt good. So I would do this like when I was frustrated at my parents. Like all the times I would just go up to my room, hold on to something, lay on my bed on my back hold on to something above my head, cross my legs. Sometimes I throw a pillow in there and just put up it, my legs up and down straight, inner thighs squeezing together, up and down, up and down, up and down until I had an orgasm. I didn't even use my I didn't my even hands. know what it was. I didn't even know what it was. One time my mom like saw me, I think I was like seven or eight, and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it just feels good. And she's like, where does it feel good? And I was so embarrassed and shameful, which you shouldn't be, right? No. But I was like, I said my lower stomach. I didn't want to say my vagina. Like, right. that's a private part. You know, right. like, you're seven. I don't know. It was just it was What did she say when you... She was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever talked about I that? I did, I did. I told her. I don't think she remembered. We were, like, at a Christmas Eve party. I was like, Mom, do you remember when I was, like, seven and I was masturbating and you walked in on me? 
She's like, no, I don't. I was like, oh, well, I was. <laughs> then I explained everything to her. Dude, that's fucking rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. I remember. <laughs> so, like, my kind of equivalent, I suppose. <laughs> wow, such traumatic masturbation stories. <laughs> this isn't even where we were going to go with such this, but shame. I love this. <laughs> yeah, so I started masturbating. I remember the first time I ever masturbated. I knew I had felt... I had like touched and felt myself before and I knew it felt good, but I just kind of felt like it, it's like, oh, it's like I kind of have to pee, you know, but I never understood it until Mm -hmm. one of my girlfriends in like seventh grade was like that feeling when you, you feel like you're going to pee and it feels really good. And she like (laughs) explained to me what it was. And a couple days later, I went home from school sick. And I mean, I spent that entire afternoon trying to figure out how to make this shit happen. I mean, I'm seeing the picture my, like, I just followed my body and I want to like grind on something. And so I would grind on my pillows. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make a happy grinding on the pillow. No, I'm like, I'm laying like face down and I'm grinding on the pillow. And then in my mind, like I was very imaginative and I would, I mean, my fantasies used to be very intense. I mean, I would see people at school the next day and be like, you have no idea what you and I did in my head last night. Thanks for that. And it got to a point where I was so like addicted to them. Like I was, I would do it every single night at least. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I would literally pray to God let me have another one of those. And obviously the second one takes longer. So sometimes I'd literally yeah. be in my room humping a pillow for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so like... So. What you doing in there, Lord? Nothing, Mom! Come on! One time, my mom did um, wake me up for school one day and pulled back the covers, and I had a shirt on, but my pants were gone. <laughs> and she's just like, "Why are you naked?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Must have taken it say? off in my sleep." Is that I remember, what you said? Yes, oh, I remember telling God. her that I must have taken my pants off in my sleep, that's which, so like, funny. I used to do weird shit in my sleep, so that's not like totally right. un- out of character. But right. yeah, so very healthy masturbation practice since being a kid oh side note too about the pillows right I honestly after a lot of thought and consideration I genuinely think my pillow practice as a young person (laughs) my pillow practice (laughs) as a young person is the reason that I am able to have orgasms during penetration interesting so well and how I can control it I learned how to move yeah. my body mm-hmm. to get that stimulation and I've I learned how to like adjust and I learned how to kind of how to totally how to move my hips and so I have a lot of girlfriends and I mean it's not uncommon at all that a lot of women cannot have orgasms during penetration well, and it's not that they can't it's just that yeah well when you get very used to something your body just doesn't know how to orgasm like during regular sex like for Mm -hmm. example me when I was laying on my back crossing my legs like that motion didn't really translate to allowing me to Mm. come during sex which for you it did because you were actually doing the motions that's interesting so like I've only had um orgasms during sex like a handful of times what yeah this is not uncommon like a lot of women cannot have orgasms during sex and I mean I do wonder 
if my <laughs> my fucking pillow practice from a young it age did. like that's learning. what I was getting at yeah it because helped. honestly girl get yourself a fucking pillow practice yeah. I mean and obviously like there's so many other ways to have orgasms and to but experience I think if you're pleasure like envisioning but envisioning the sex and you in the sex it makes a big difference mm-hmm. than like picturing like two porn stars yeah it, I don't know it's like kind of like the secret can manifest things right if you're professional athletes or like if you're there in your mind mm-hmm. you'll be there so mm-hmm. they envision themselves running past the thing envision their time envision that gymnastics move it's the same thing if yeah. you envision an orgasm before and actually oh, yeah. feel the feelings of being there and already not only are there in your mind but are there in your body you're gonna be able to do that during sex so easily yeah. and I think you should probably create that technique and like that <laughs> and start teaching people the pillow practice the pillow. <laughs> No, seriously. I mean, there's a ton of gems in that because you're so right. Even you just saying that made me think about how personally for me, I have had porn phases and I Mm -hmm. have a ton of opinions on it, but... When I watch porn, it I basically I like don't even need to actually touch myself or do anything when I watch porn. Mm -hmm. It's literally like I can have an orgasm so easily because it's so much stimulation. And so for me, growing up and kind of coming into my sexuality with this fucking pillow practice. Yeah. Um, which I'm like learning more and more. I'm like, oh God, God bless the pillow practice. But I would envision things in my mind. Like I would have crazy, you know, fantasies. I would have crazy narratives in my mind oh, yeah, that allowed that. me to kind of feel that journey, I guess. What kind of um, narratives? Like I want to hear these. Oh like... my God. I've never talked yeah. about this before. I oh, this is hear. fucking wild. <laughs> um, so I mean... I would, and I mean, fuck, I still do this to this day. <laughs> I love it. No, I want to hear because this could Usually, inspire people too. Yeah. Like, try it. You never know. That's true. That's true. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you at my, at my expense. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. Um, no, so I mean, even to this day now, these days I use a vibrator, the one that fucking broke a couple weeks ago, which goes into... Mm-hmm my whole sexual frustration situation. Mm -hmm. But um, I still to this day use the pillow practice. (laughs) But in my mind, porn, whatever, all of that stuff is so overstimulating. But in my mind, and it's usually always someone I know, and it's sometimes it's probably like unsuspecting, like somebody who I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know, I just play with it, you know, in my mind. And I just kind of have this, storyline in my mind and then um yeah it can get dirty it can get crazy I mean it's my fucking fantasy like it can I mean there's been some crazy shit there's been some crazy people involved I mean there's I picture crazy sex parties Mm -hmm. or like I create this whole setting in my mind essentially and just like allow it allow it to allow it to go and that to me is is what creates that fire and what yeah turns me on when you're in these stories are you like more submissive or more dominant or what usually more submissive me too yeah, usually more submissive, but that sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, like, can definitely... I'm like, spit on me and call me a gross whore and, like, <laughs> choke me. <laughs> I'm like, um... disrespect me to the... To... <laughs> Let's unpack that. Spit in my mouth. <laughs> also, 
Jen is a toxic dickaholic. So literally, hey, this no, bitch. It's a, it's a real hey. Not kink I'm shame. Just, not I'm kink just, shaming. No, okay. I'm absolutely fucking kidding. <laughs> bitch, you call yourself a toxic dickaholic. You know no, it's true. I am. But the two things are not mutually exclusive. No, that's what I. That's no. what I mean. Like the I two love, things are not yes. mutually exclusive. Like I have mommy and daddy issues and that's why I have I am a toxic dickaholic I'm drawn to people who are like emotionally unavailable and you know who will trigger my abandonment issues because that feels like home and like so I'm attracted to people like that that said but just snaps snaps to you for fucking recognizing that shit yeah I mean awareness is number awareness is fucking key but that being said like I don't know if it is because I grew up with that and like one of my ways when I was angry or my parents pissed me off was to go up to my room and masturbate. So, like, I don't know if it's because of that. I don't know why, but I, even in the bedroom, like to be disrespected. So, I don't know if it, they're actually connected. They might yeah. not be. Maybe it's just I'm a control freak. And so, when people are doing stuff like mm. spitting in my mouth, choking me and stuff that I don't like, it makes me mad. And that yeah. is arousing. For some people. It's like an outlet. Yeah. It's like a release. Yeah. I think as far as kinks go and shit like that, I think that a lot of it is most of it. There's some, you know, causation. There's, there's something that goes into the psychology of it, but that doesn't really, at the end of the day, if it's what brings you pleasure and Mm. especially if you can be aware of, aware of it and also separate it and have it as an outlet and it brings you some type of fulfillment that doesn't. I mean, I think there... There's um, definitely a line, right? Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's definitely... Like, so, for my example, like, my boyfriend, his kink is that he likes me cheating on other... On him with other men. It's not so he can cheat to or whatever. Like, his kink is literally... He gets turned on because he gets mad thinking about me with someone else. And that turns gets him so mad that he gets aroused and turned on to the point where even thinking about it or me showing him a video of it, whatever, like, you know, it's his thing. It's his kink. It's what he likes. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, I have to say, he does a really good job of, like, separating the two. What happens in the bedroom, like, it's just in the bedroom. Between you and him or you and others? I guess what I'm saying is you were saying, like, it's supposed to be separated, Mm. right? The fact that he gets so mad and, like, it's not like he's out getting jealous also. Right, right. He's actually, like, you're free. Like, you are sexually free to do whatever you want. Right. He's not, like, also jealous in real life. So you have to be able to separate it. You have to, yeah. Yeah. And I think... So this is a, it's called cuckolding, right? It is. And he like thinks he's not one because he doesn't want to sit there and you tie him up and him watch no. Like, Which I have definitely met someone who isn't. Who likes that. that. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just not his thing. He prefers either, you know, at a sex party seeing in person me with someone else mm-hmm. or me showing him a video of me with someone else or me just telling him a story about me with someone else. It's not, he doesn't want to like uh, be degraded like, I've seen foreigners where, like, the guy's tied up mm-hmm. and she's with the other guy. And then when she's done with the one guy and he comes in her, she goes and sits on her husband's face or whatever. And, like, the guy's come is now and is not. Like, he doesn't want to be degraded like that. Yeah. Again, like, no, try I actually... not to judge on that one because that was a little <laughs> degrading. Yeah. I mean, no. But where I originally actually started kind of thinking about this concept of where do these kinks come from and are, are all kinks healthy? Are they all, you know should there be a line? Where is that line is there was, I knew a guy way back in the day and 
bless his fucking soul. Like he has an actual like medical micro penis. Oh man. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's tough. And like he, he would talk to me about it a lot. It was tough. And he eventually, he got married and he shared a lot of information with me. (laughs) But essentially this was something that he struggled with in all of his relationships is this fact that he has this really well i mean how can you not it's just like that would be so hard yeah i mean it's it's sad sad. it's sad and he's done the hormone stuff he's gone to the doctors he's done all the things but eventually he ends up marrying this woman and the sex was just obviously it was a point of contention obviously yeah and then years later i heard from him and they had gotten into humiliation where you know they tie him up and he watches his wife get fucked by someone well, else and they humiliate him. They talk about him. They Exactly. So I feel like we have a pattern here, right? right. So this guy who has a micro penis, who's been sick and tired of beating, made fun of his whole life, his kink is getting made fun of. Then you have my boyfriend mm-hmm. who was in a relationship, a long distance relationship in college where he always thought she was cheating. Mm-hmm. He would get obsessed and crazy over it and like to the point where he would get so mad and like jealous that he would get aroused and then now his kink is that he wants his girls cheating wow and then what was there was one more that we were saying oh and me (laughs) and then you have me where my yeah (laughs) like i growing up would just when my parents treated me like shit i had my mom was like a alcoholic and my dad was like a rageaholic they were just so unhealthy and so toxic I would never and, I would never see that now yeah I could not no, see that no, in right now. they my mom went to AA it's crazy what like yeah. AA and the program does for you but Bless she'll up. she'll she'll admit it herself that Good like her. she was not a, they're a good such person. lovely people <laughs> People can change. <laughs> people can change. Fuck yeah. I love yeah. that. Your family is definitely a fucking is proof of that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so funny how like they were toxic and now I'm attracted and almost addicted to like toxic dick and like sex where you like mm-hmm. degrade me and like submit me, dominate me. And that's right. both my parents were very like, my mom was a lawyer, my dad was good. Italian. It's like, we're going to dominate you. And like, they were kind of narcissistic and a little bit just like twisted so like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what I like in the bedroom it's just so crazy so I guess it is whatever like you it is kind of like an arousal from something that either embarrasses you or makes you mad or something that you can't control those are things yeah like the biggest blasts well I think it's something that something that hurts you yeah because even this guy that the mic with the micro penis he I asked him you know I said I don't is that healthy? Like, I'm worried about your mental health. Right. And he said, no, I actually, I like it. It's a like, release. I get, it's a release because it's taking something that has always hurt you and using those strong feelings. I mean, what is, I think the strongest feelings in the world are fucking pain mm. and love connection. Yeah. And so putting those two things together is just a fucking yeah. robust fucking nuclear explosion. And putting those two feelings together with now a physical feeling. Right. So like you have the emotions that are strong and yeah, you can sometimes feel those, those things in your body, but then you also have all of these things creating this insane feeling in your genitalia. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it whoa. truly is. It's crazy to think about it like that because I have that has been something I've wondered for years. It's just kind of what causes it, and 
are there healthy ways to go about it? There's also a lot of good kind of information about this kind of thing with BDSM Mm. in the sense that one of the, you know, core things in, in BDSM and doing it in a proper healthy way, because that can get pretty intense is, you know, setting boundaries and communicating and also the aftercare, right? Like having these after moments of intimacy that make each other feel safe. So yeah, it's fucking so interesting. It really is. I think that's the most important part. Just taking care of yourself, making sure your mental and physical health are intact, even though you're doing the kink. That's the, the most important thing. Absolutely. So, wow, we just <laughs> we are just a, going off. I think we beautiful. knew this was going to happen. I we think knew we knew we were going to get together. We were going to like, yeah, we're just like, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> no, this is Jen and I just all the time. Just fucking talking shit. <laughs> so I think we got onto this somehow from masturbation. Like, yeah. how the fuck did we do that? I don't know. How this we is got not there. off brand. <laughs> um, but, oh, sexual frustration. Mm. Yes, me. Mm. I was just feeling in this season, which I've been doing shit also. Like I've just been doing shit. And I also, I feel like in a lot of ways, my sexual needs were kind of all over the place. I was Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out what it is that I do want. And honestly, I love connecting with people. I love meeting new people and hearing their stories and then having like these fucking passionate physical connections and I've had a lot in my life and I fucking I vibe on that and sometimes I'll just I'll go for a while and I'll be you know focused on other shit and all of a sudden it hits me like a ton of bricks and it's just this desire and but it's not so much the desire for sex itself it's a desire for this like new electric spark this fucking diversity (laughs) this newness when you say new you mean like a new person yeah like a new connection yeah but the thing is is this kind of used to happen to me a lot back in the day is I would find a lot of people I felt connected to you know and of course I've had surfacey level connections as well where I was fucking stupid and just had sex with someone and I was like I could have really gone my whole life and then some without that (laughs) but over the years I have gotten more you know selective about who I engage in that with and so but I've had you know a lot of really genuine connections with people who I've learned so much from. And I believe there are so many soulmates and that we can be soulmates at, you know, in certain seasons. Um, but these fucking days, I don't know if it's because I spend like so much of my time writing and talking and thinking about sex and relationships mm-hmm. and being an empowered woman and feeling embodied and honoring the yeses and nos. I come onto this fucking microphone and I say this shit and I talk to people about this shit and it's, I have to like live up to it. It's kind of been, this is what this was always about for me. This whole thing was just kind of learning to be better. Mm -hmm. And so in my integrity in being who I say I want to be, and also my standards just naturally rising When your fucking standards rise, the fucking pool gets overwhelmingly small. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It really does. But I think in order for your standards to rise, like you have to rise. As you grow and evolve as a person, obviously what you want and need in someone is going to change and evolve as well. So it's like nothing to beat yourself up on if you're like, I don't know, I I did 
dated some stupid people or fucked some stupid people or like oh no it's not even that no. it's not even like no, I know. I, i'm just saying for people cause yeah. Like, yeah yeah no but i totally feel that you are a reflection yeah that's the crazy part when you are with someone especially romantically intimately i think all of your relationships are just mirrors you know so we just in different points in life you have different mirrors and especially in like a romantic relationship when you are with someone it's very indicative of your that season of your life and who you were and who they were and so there are some people that I dated in the past who I feel like I absolutely do not know anymore you know I don't know them at all I knew them then but I don't necessarily know them now but at that time they were good for me in whatever way and Mm. some of them fucking weren't yeah I mean but actually the soulful like really fucking cool connections those always were, even if it was hard, even if it hurt at times, like those were always, I mean, it all belongs. Right. But at this fucking point in my life, I'm just naturally becoming more selective. Yeah. And I know that everyone who's known me for a long time is just going to be like, well, fucking finally, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's, tough because then whereas I used to be like a little bit more okay with just kind of more casual Mm -hmm. more just meaningless in the sense of the sex itself um and now I just don't really feel like I can do that and it's not that I don't want to do it it's that I meet people and I'm just not that impressed Mm -hmm. and I'm also being honest with myself in the sense of is this fucking worth the energy yeah is this worth the energy? You know, the the game to come together and then the physical ener- the physical energy you spend and then yeah. the fucking mess afterwards and not just literally, oh, but yeah. the energetic mess, you yeah. know, of I feel like I end up fucking people over. Like <laughs> not fucking people over, but Yeah. And I've been fucked over myself. Hurting people because hurting people, yeah. 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 And I mean the, uh, people do get hurt and we want to believe we were talking about casual sex. Like I think that there is definitely a way to have sex in a casual way but that has yeah respect and yeah and we were talking about this like I mean I think I saw I think you saw a meme or something that was like what did it say yeah let me pull that up actually I saw it too because you I was like yes when you mentioned I was like I saw that and it pissed me off too because even how you said we are soulmates with certain people in different seasons of life the same is so for when you're younger and you're exploring and you're seeing what you like and you're a little less mature, mm-hmm. you're more immature and you're not evolved yet. Have You don't have communication skills yet and you don't know how to articulate your feelings and you, you may not even know how you feel. You know, you're still learning about you. So in when you're in that season of life, A, you're going to have sex with more people because you're still in that like experimentation, explore, what do I like? What do I don't mm-hmm. like? You're not ready for a relationship and you're immature. So you don't, you're not, they're not worried. Or like, this was even me back in the day. Like I wasn't worried about, oh, hurting people. I was just like, oh, I'll just fucking ghost them. That wasn't a term right. then. But that's <laughs> what we would, that's what we would do. We would ghost them and we didn't have to deal with any of the feelings. So it's almost like when you're enlightened, when you feel things, it's like a blessing and a curse yeah. when you feel everything. But also that stuff, it didn't go nowhere. Like it, it stayed in me. Mm-hmm. Part of me knew like I shouldn't be hurting this, these people, right? And so that comes out in other ways. And until you address it, become aware of it, and maybe even apologize or make amends to yourself or to others, like whatever you feel is necessary for you, until you become aware of that shit, it's going to keep harming you. Because when you hurt people, you hurt yourself. It's yeah. like everything is energy. Again, it's a mirror. Yeah. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's kind of where I've 
where I'm arriving is Mm -hmm. this, I don't want to sleep with someone if the karma, like if the energy from it is not going to be positive. Mm -hmm. And again, this does not mean I'm going to stop having sex outside of marriage, like, or just having sex with a long-term partner. No, like, again, I think you can go into it with respect and open communication and boundaries and also just like what's worth it your when sex is an energetic fucking exchange Mm -hmm. so if if you are having sex with a person who has like toxic shit going on Mm -hmm. or who views sex love relationships women themselves in some type of toxic ways Mm. And you are literally coming together with that. It's an exchange. Like your body absorbs that energy and that affects you long after that moment is gone. And I still think you can have, I I mean, I have very recently met someone and slept with them in pretty much no time, but it was like, it felt, the energy felt good and my body felt good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like listening to your body and if it makes you feel good do it. Yes. Um, not because you're drunk, you're going to regret yeah. it in the morning kind of thing. No, like, I mean, you can be a little tipsy, you can be drunk, I don't care, but like, just know what you're doing. Right. You think it through a little because, you know, maybe you are just wanting to have fun and like, great. And just, if that's what you want, then that's fine. Yeah. But you have to be real with yourself and about the other person about the expectations. Yeah. And on that fucking note, I have a fucking story for you. Wait, because, side note, yeah. I think we just figured out why couples start to look like each other as they get older. Because sex is an energy exchange. Yeah, dude, that's so fucking true. Did I just figure that out? Did we just Can I just say, when I've been getting high and watching these, the universe, like, documentaries on, like, Netflix and Hulu Mm -hmm. and, like, Prime or whatever, all of these aliens and, like, how the universe was made, and I'm, like, sitting there high, feeling so, like, tuned into the Mm. universe, and I'm like, I can figure shit out. And I don't even know if this is that I'm high or just I'm tuned in. Oh, yeah. But, like... Bitch, we're both tuned in. I think we just figured out I think why we, people look like... And I'm sure you'll have doctors that are like, absolutely not. Like, that's not possible. And I'm like, sir, sit the Energy, down. science. <laughs> At is, some point, <laughs> this is an energetic conversation. You can science your way out, okay? Like, and I do believe in science. Let's just get that straight. I'm going to be and like canceled for now. This is fucking science. <laughs> No, I'm not saying it's science. I'm saying it's energy. And I'm no, saying sometimes science, energetically, energy. sometimes there's things that we don't even know yet or like or like scientific minds can't comprehend that something so energetic and energy and like what they would say woo-woo could actually happen. But I think it could. Oh, I think it should all – I think it should all exist together. I mean, we're energy is not arguable. And, and the past – and the fact that it's recycled. Yeah. It can't be created. It can't be destroyed. It's fucking recycled. And so when you are literally having sex and an orgasm in itself, an orgasm is the best time to fucking manifest your little literal dreams because Ooh. it is the most powerful point of connection with the divine with creation. I mean, think about it. Sex, creation, your womb. That is literally the fucking origin of the fucking planet. It's Mm. the origin of the world. There's actually a painting called that incredible. It's the origin of the fucking world. It's like where everything is created. You're going to have people like jacking off. I want a million dollars. (laughs) Manifest the shit. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to come out with like crazy ass kinks now that you said that. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, okay, I mean, fucking absolutely. No, but you're right. I, I know that was, like, a joke and I made fun of it, but I believe that. Like, I believe, like, you can be, like, having an orgasm, like, an intense one, and just think your reality into existence, like, yes. what you want into existence. No, because it is, when you're creating in that moment and you are complete, I mean, an orgasm is literally out of body and that is when you are most fucking connected. It's the most powerful feeling of energy that we can Mm -hmm. experience. And it's also the most powerful form of energetic connection with someone else that we can experience. So we are literally exchanging fucking energy. So if there is something that's off, anything and it's not a full body yes it has to be a fuck no yeah and so do I think you can meet someone and fucking vibe instantly and your everything about your body and your energy is fucking telling you hell yes fucking send it and the more you get in touch with that feeling and also which is the story I'm about to tell you I'm so proud of myself because when you start saying no or not acting on moments that are not a full body yes you learn what that feels like I mean how many times as women do we just have we have we said yes when we really should have said no no? Mm -hmm. you know and it's or we're you know we say no a couple times and then we we end up saying yes and and the thing is is a lot of times you know this has happened and it's like no 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 and then eventually I do get into it and it's great and it's wonderful but at the same time that's still not the most honest way to go into a sexual encounter like mm-hmm. we actually one of the articles that we that's here right now is that a woman has to actually have be aroused to even want sex so wherever that arousal comes from, but like a lot of times if it's no, 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 and then eventually kind of turns into a yes, but it's yeah. still, I want to go into sexual experiences being like, fuck yes, fuck yes, I'm here for this, you mm-hmm. know? And I think honoring when your body is not a fuck yes is huge in being able to fully enjoy and dive into the moment when it mm-hmm. does feel like a fuck yes. Yeah. Because you'll have less moments where you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. And that when you let go of those and don't have those anymore, like things are just going to feel better. Well, and then you can say, you know, if you are in tune with your body and you can, your body, our bodies always know in situations if it's good for us. It it really does. Like our, our gut is like our, our body's mind, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you start honoring those strong yeses, you feel good about them versus going into situations that maybe were kind of a yes Mm -hmm. like oh yeah you know I like him I want to have sex I'm sexually frustrated he'll do but like eh you know it's gonna be it feels messy like the energy feels messy and then you have to deal with that afterwards and even if it's not something huge it's like this compounded shit inside of you totally that totally affects your overall and I think you could be good at distinguishing what you need in certain situations versus others for example I'm really tuned in to what I can and cannot do work-wise and career-wise because like my soul rejects anything that's working for the man or sitting at a desk doing something I don't enjoy like no like I had to figure out how to make money doing something I loved because I would not be able to do Mm -hmm. something like I just can't I just quit or Mm. like whatever. And I don't know. I think it's just being really tuned into what I could do creatively and for like financially. But when it comes to guys, I'm not as great. Like I like toxic people. I like things that aren't good for me. I am what you said, kind of wishy-washy, like guys treating me like shit. Okay, let me 
keep ignoring the red flags. Oh, bitch, I was <laughs> fucking there. Oh, yeah. You and your fucking current boyfriend that yeah. are together now. At the beginning of that, oh, I have so never bad. I have never seen something so fucking toxic. You guys seem to have figured something out to make it work. We and did, it seems and, to work, and I do believe in growth and change. But sure. it was really unhealthy in the beginning, and yeah. uh, you know, it was. I have so many trauma responses from that situation. And well, I mean, and the thing is too is in those times where you actually do want to have sex, and this is like something I've kind of come up against recently. Which is the fucking story that I am eventually. <laughs> there is this guy who is notoriously known. I mean, his brand essentially is that he's a fuckboy. That's what he is known for. And he has been hitting on me for a while, like messaging me things. I definitely received a dick pic from him. And I have like <laughs> never let him live that down. And, you know, we've been buddies for a couple months. I haven't seen him in a while. And... I have just needed, I just felt like I needed this like outlet. I've been stressed recently. I just needed to have this fun new, but I was feeling a little bit like my desires, like my needs weren't being met like Mm -hmm. sexually. Mm -hmm. And so I was here in LA and so we were chatting and I was like fucking great, like done deal, done fucking deal. I'm going to go there. I came here first. I came and saw you first. And I was like a hundred percent dick appointment. That's what this (laughs) is. Like I've caved. I was, you know, frustrated sexually. And when you're not thinking straight, you can't think straight when you're frustrated in those ways. And so I went over there and I fucking shit you not like him and I ended up just having and the first like the first time we met and like all of our conversations they're all pretty you know they have depth they're about his fuckboyness yeah. and <laughs> he actually yeah, has a fucking I <laughs> <laughs> love you for that no 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 but he he actually is a very complex and um intelligent person Mm. he has you know this light wolf dark wolf kind of thing he actually I mean there's a reason I felt connected to him you know when we met and stuff but he definitely um, has several toxic Mm. qualities and he fucking knows he literally knows he's toxic it's not a surprise to him (laughs) but and that's why you know I was like oh I would never I would never have sex with him like I, I can't that just you know but at this point in my life I was just like fuck it I just need to get this out of my system I ended up getting over there and we fucking watched Twilight <laughs> which was great and some other ridiculous movie but sat on opposite ends of the couch and had pretty in-depth conversations about relationship trauma Mm. and sexual patterns, relationship patterns, um, the ways that we've kind of fucked up in the past, the way like that we view sex and partners and all of this. And I mean, I like literally this dude had before this kind of come on to me so hard. His I changed his name to horny fuck in my phone. (laughs) And so maybe, I don't know, So we're sitting there, we're talking, and it literally just hits me. Like, it just fucking dawns on me. I'm like, I literally cannot have sex with this man. (laughs) Like, he is a beautiful fucking specimen. Like, beautiful specimen. Would have been so great for just, like, a casual get-it-out-of-your-system smash appointment, you know? But I just fucking couldn't. I was just like, I literally, and I think, and he didn't even try. I stayed the night there and we didn't fucking touch. We didn't kiss. We didn't, we were on opposite sides of the couch and we were having these conversations and, you know, he does have toxic patterns with women that he sleeps with. And so I was like, 
he is a cool person. I value him. And sitting on that couch right there, I was like, even though my vagina is literally screaming at me, I cannot in just, good like, faith. You getting wet. Right? Oh, no, I was wet. Oh. I mean, I. So he Jen, was making you wet. Was he, he making He was you touching wet? me. Okay. No, or he was. were you wet just because you were so fucking horny? Or was he actually making you wet? I mean, I'm extremely on a, on a primal level, very attracted okay, to him. got it. But through our conversations, mm. I couldn't just see him as a, a, a penis to sit on. Like, it's kind of... And honestly, I think, you know, because I had kind of called him out for being this, like, horny fuckboy kind of thing, I think he was also kind of trying to not go there because had he, he initiated, yeah. I might would have caved but I also recognized that in the conversations that we were having and I was talking about not exchanging with toxic fucking energy I mean it's not like I was giving any hints that I wanted to I was being honest even though part like of course I definitely wanted to on a primal level but just felt like fuck I actually can't I think he probably felt that energy like you, you that you weren't attracted to him and he just decided like not he probably read the Yeah, book. maybe. I mean, or maybe he's fucking not attracted to me. No, but that's but the well, thing is, is he's be been anything. hitting me up hitting me up for fucking ages. Like we we've like hung out. Guy. What? He's a guy, like come on. And he's a dude. And he's a dude. And <laughs> I mean, I was just and the fact that he didn't initiate was kind of like a blessing from the universe because I don't know if I would have been able to fucking yeah. resist. Oh. But like I no because I actually am very attracted to him. I mean, you fucking seen him. He's a gorgeous man, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's interesting. He's all the things. I'm sure he's an you know wonderful in bed, and so it would just. But then once I talked to him, I was just like, I can't, I, I can't. Now, do you think everyone who's tuned in can sense that and shouldn't have sex? Because like my mind is going. So then, how do porn stars do it, and how do like sex workers do it? If you really do like take in the energy of everyone you have sex with, how do you think these people deal with all these fucking energies constantly entering and exiting them? Or is it a person-to-person thing? Like, is everyone different? Maybe you're you absorb the energy a lot, but do you think some people maybe don't as much? Or like, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think maybe update on my boil. It's fucking oozing. <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, I think. You know, this goes back to that fucking quote that I brought up earlier. Casual sex is one of the biggest scams of the 21st century. During sex, your body releases oxytocin. Oxytocin? Oxytocin, yeah. Oxytocin, which makes you subconsciously bond with your partner. Brief attachment with many people leaves you feeling empty. It also damages your trust, empathy, and ability to feel intimacy. I don't know. I don't see... I don't believe in it. No. Because every situation is fucking different. So let's take mine, for example. Like, I have sex with my boyfriend, and it's amazing, and it's passionate, and we're connected, and it's electric, and, you know, there's emotions involved, and it's... It's all the things, right? But then, I know my boyfriend's kink is that I sleep with other people, so I actually enjoy it in the beginning I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it but I was like you know what let's explore it Mm -hmm. why not you know and I actually ended up liking it it feels very empowering I feel sexually free and I actually eventually want my boyfriend to be sexually free too I'm just Mm -hmm. not there yet and so he's being patient with me we've started having five person orgies together and like stuff like that and like so um we're inching into because I'm naturally very jealous and very competitive so like we're inching into him being free but anyway like going back to me being free I don't feel like when I have sex with these other men that they're negatively impacting me and here's why because it also turns me on that I'm turning my boyfriend on when I'm having this experience I'm like thinking about how mad 
and oh my god, you know, like my boyfriend would be. That's kind of hot to me. So for me, like I don't. I think it's just a kink. Like mm-hmm. I think it can be just a kink. I think if you are falling for these people, you have to pay attention to your attachment style. Like if you mm. are an anxious attached person, you know you have that. Then maybe be careful because you can latch on pretty quickly mm-hmm. and absorb the energy then of that person. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to being in touch. So there's some of that that I agree with, right? This bond, the mm-hmm. bond part, I absolutely agree with, but the, the end where it says it leaves you feeling empty and, you know, lacking of trust. Yeah. I think that part is actually just due to the way that we have been taught about sex and the way that we, we currently engage in sex, because I think that casual sex if you are tuned in to your body and what your body really desires and you are only saying yes in the moments that you actually say yes and if that's fucking all the time with many different people then fuck yeah if it's not if it's this is what i fucking noticed too it's like naturally when you begin tuning into the yeses mm. you actually start having less sex but more powerful experiences totally. um and i think that for it not to leave you feeling empty and untrusting and hurt. It's about really becoming mindful about who you engage with, but we're not taught about how to listen to our bodies or about how to, about how good sex can be when it's, you know, when it's healthy and when it's, when it's a full body. Yes. We're just taught, no, this forbidden fruit aspect. I, I saw someone post that today who has an OnlyFans and I'm just like, I don't understand how you post that and you have sex with other people. Like maybe it is making Mm -hmm. her feel left empty and stuff. So like, I don't know. I also think that depending on what season of life you're in, like it could affect you differently. If she's in a place where she's, I don't know, easily drawn into people, easily absorbs our energy, maybe doesn't know who she is. Me, for example, I feel like I was there when I was like 26, 27. And now that I'm 30, I feel like I know myself so much more that when Mm. I'm entering into these situations, I'm like, I know exactly that this is going to be physical and I don't care if they want me after this because I'm Mm. not going to want them after this. This is strictly sex. But I think if you like get in your head and you're like, does he like me? Does he not? Does she like me? Does she not? I think that can fuck with you too. And you can maybe absorb their energy more because you're so tuned in to what they're thinking. Do they like me? Like, do, what are they thinking? Did they text me? Like, I think all that energy probably makes you absorb theirs more. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think when you do, you know, have sex with someone who has toxic traits that affect you or is not as mindful Mm. or not as tuned in or you know you can kind of feel the way that this is going to make you feel afterwards Mm -hmm. and I totally lost my train of thought it's okay but I think what you're saying is just go into it knowing beforehand if I have sex with this person am I going to be okay if they don't like me back am I going to be okay if they don't text me am I going to be okay if this is just purely sex and like Mm -hmm. if you're the kind of person that's going to be like yes I can do that great if you know yourself and you know that you're the kind of person that know like I'm going to be mm-hmm. like attached, I'm going to absorb that energy, I'm going to want yeah. to know if they like me, like you need to stop yourself and For there, sure. you can evolve and grow over time. But if you're really deep in it, maybe don't do that. Yeah, no, and I think too, like I, act, I personally do not get attached typically <laughs> after <don't> sex. <laughs> yeah, fuck. No, I typically, honestly, I a lot of times detach but going back to my fucking pillow practice my fantasies are so fucking good that honestly a lot of the time the actual thing is kind of a letdown 
Not a lot of the time. Not a lot of the time. You know, back in the day, especially when I wasn't as like open about what I want and need and shit. Back in the day, I would, you know, fantasize about all this crazy shit. And then it would come down to it. And even if it was good, it just wasn't. I mean, it can never be as good as it is (laughs) in my mind. So a lot of times I detach after sex, which, you know, we could totally unpack that. Mm -hmm. But even just with this guy, I just knew that our relationship could actually be a friendship, could actually be something Mm. that wasn't just what he especially gets with a lot of women. I mean, women throw themselves at this man. Literally while Mm. I was there, this chick messaged him that you should have fucked me tonight or something like that. Yeah, no, literally, you should have fucked me tonight. They like it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, he had said no to hang out with her because he was hanging out with me and so he and then it's so funny but then she messaged that and it's like he has these girls absolutely throwing themselves at him and we talked about you know his responses to it and how it makes him feel and how he you know blows up relationships and it's all this and I'm sitting there and I'm like I could you know have sex with this person now and then who you know who knows what would happen after that it would probably just kind of fizzle and it was just a notch on on each of our belts, you know, or we can have this conversation and actually have like a true actual fucking friendship where we can talk and be honest. And in that moment I was like, fuck, like I know what's going to make me feel better. That's so true because I've, if I sense that there could actually be a friendship here and not a relationship then I don't have sex with them because I'm like, no, I want to keep them as a friend and I don't want it, anything to get complicated and I don't want them to like me like that because I don't see this me, me liking them like right. that. But when I just don't think there's a friendship, I'm like, yeah, like, let's fuck. Sure. Totally. <laughs> because, you know, it's just sex It just then. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I stayed and then the next morning it was, he literally said like, oh, wow, we could be actual friends. And I'm like, um, wow, yeah. like, look at us. And then he did send me a message. He's like, look, I'm not a, like a horny dick. And I was like, you know, I never called you a horny dick. I called you a horny fuck. <laughs> but I will say the fucking, the fucking shit about this fucking story is that, so I had been, you know, sexually frustrated. I was visiting my friends in Central California and was not fucking shy about this fact I had been flirting with this bartender and he like kind of I I don't know he I felt rejected by him which is just something I (laughs) I don't do well or often really like I'm and it's not because everyone you know everyone loves me it's because usually if I'm into someone it's an energy thing yeah it's reciprocated it's I'm attracted to this energy between us and so I can look at someone you know hot or be attracted to someone in a physical way but if that energy is not between us like I'm not I don't desire it yeah so yeah so I I was dealing with this feeling rejected in central California and then I ended up just kind of like drunk and like I changed his name in my phone to fucking rejected okay oh my god this was leading up to this last story so I'm feeling rejected yeah (laughs) trauma and I get on fucking tinder and my fucking age range is just so large and I never swipe right on like young people. And, you know, and there was this just precious 20 year old and he was so cute. 
and I swiped right, but nobody ever fucking says anything on fucking Tinder. Mm. So swiped right. And what do you know? Like he fucking is messaging me and shit. And so I'm up at like three o'clock in the morning feeling rejected by this bartender texting this 20 year old. -old. No, I definitely did not fuck the 20 year old. (laughs) He definitely um, put it out there. And I was just like, no, I mean, when I saw his pictures, I was like, maybe he's like a very grown 20 year old. And then he did. I invited him and his friend to coming out with me and all of like my shit show. We, We call ourselves the crackhead senders. I mean, they're fucking literal crackhead senders and invited them to come hang out with us and they fucking couldn't get in the bar but like when they got out of the car I was like oh my god oh my god you are 20 I cannot imagine imagine having sex with someone like that but I kind of want to now no and I mean hey it's fucking legal is it a little weird yeah but I mean the thing is is he he looked young he was so cute and he'll be adorable when he's older but he fucking looked like a child like Mm -hmm. it would have felt fucked up yeah but I mean this is why so eventually I was telling my friends this the next day and they were just like you fucker like you're literally so out of your mind that you're entertaining getting that dose of dopamine talking to a fucking 20 year old on tinder like and then my friend was like you know what i have this fucking vibrator and i had ordered some new ones from love honey which if you haven't checked out it's fucking amazing literally these two vibrators i got both of them for like 50 something bucks the womanizer and then this like g-spot vibrator i've heard of the womanizer the womanizer's fucking nuts okay <laughs> heath ledger and i last night I like heath ledger. fucking tried this shit out and it had me on the moon and honestly he left this morning for the airport and so i tried it out again on my own he left me in his house Yes. While he left. So when you like, left, are you, you stupid? Just I'm just got kidding. off in his house again. So I definitely used the womanizer in his bed without him this morning. But I mean, I would have much rather him been there. But he obviously left yeah. for Boston. But this shit was fucking fantastic. It's absolutely outstanding. Um, the womanizer it has this like circle thing, and it kind of like sucks your clit. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Everyone should try that out but so I had just ordered those they had not come in yet and Maddie my girl Maddie was like bitch I have a vibrator I haven't used it's totally clean like you can have it so my girl hooks me up with this fucking giant like green like vibrator thing and so I'm leaving this dude's house after not having sex with him in the morning and I'm seriously like I had to go do some work stuff I had a big day ahead of me and I can't tell you how just frustrated I felt I mean I thought I was going over there to get dig down <laughs> and I was leaving very proud of myself and very content with how the evening went, but also just in like physical fucking agony, yeah. like actual physical agony. So I was like, I can't go on until I figure this out. So I went and I pulled around in like this dark spot of his parking garage and went into the, my trunk and got this giant green vibrator <laughs> and literally tried to get off i mean i did eventually but the fucking vibrator died literally the the worst the batteries were literally dead i was like what the fuck i mean i eventually figured it out but i mean that's how sexually frustrated i felt in that moment that i masturbated in this man's parking garage i've (laughs) masturbated in my car before like once i had to like pull over because i was so fucking horny and sometimes you're just like i just need to fucking get this out i just need this fucking release and i'm not gonna i i really can't do anything else in my day until i fucking releases oh no and it's, it's so like true. far and few between but it definitely happened so i've been like in a parking garage 
with my magic wand, people have been walking by <laughs> and I've been like having to stop and put it down and like it's just so frustrating because it adds another like complexity to the already hard to get orgasm. Yes. No, 100% dude. That literally just gave me flashbacks to when I was 16 years old. I went to this boarding school and it was four hours away from my house and I would literally fall asleep while driving. I would literally masturbate on my drives. Like I would literally, I would put a sweater or something just in between my legs while I'm driving and just kind of pillow practice it essentially. I've done it with my vibrator (laughs) while driving and I sent my current boyfriend a picture. This was like months and months ago when we first started dating. I was vibrating on like the drive either there or home from there and send a picture and he's like, babe, like do not do that. Like keep your eyes on the road. Like that's so dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) okay but speaking of fucking videos and funny shit that you and your boyfriend have done a couple weeks ago i get a text from jen and you just never know what's gonna be in there and i open up my phone and it is a video (laughs) it is a video of her sucking her man's dick while he is quitting his job On via Zoom. A Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> so like Dude. literally he's at a he, so let me just paint the picture for you. He's at a standing desk and I'm on my knees and he has his computer high, like, you know, chest and to head, and I'm down by his penis and I'm sucking his dick and at one point he's like, hi you know, this guy, hi, this girl that I work with, like, hi, coworkers, like, yeah, it's just not working out. He's, like, literally quitting his job. Quitting and I his am job. sucking his dick, and at one point, like, in the middle of it, he starts using his hand on and my head. His body's and I, moving. And his, his shoulder's moving, and I see it, and I'm like, they're gonna fucking know, so I slap him, and I'm like, I'm, like, hitting his leg, I'm like, stop it, they can tell you what you're doing. <laughs> I have never I'm surprised this video hasn't gone viral yet I know it's like it fucking should literally it at the end of it he's just like huge smile you know and they're like well you know thanks thanks you know for your time here and he's like yeah man great like awesome and he has his fucking thumbs up with a fucking huge smile he's just like yeah man awesome getting his dick sucked fucking hell it was really funny so fucking Hilarious. And they had no idea, I don't think. And maybe he's like, I don't, he's like, honestly, if they did know, like, whatever. Yeah, just quit. <laughs> no, I mean, who cares? You fucking quit. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a fucking side really note. Really and also. Talking of videos, the video I got from me the other night. Are you allowed <laughs> to talk about that? <laughs> okay, so yes, we can absolutely talk about that. So I am in a group chat on Instagram with three of my besties. And two of them are kind of in this Maddie and, you know, she is in this ethically non-monogamous, but like primarily monogamous situation. And we are all very open sexually and horny fuckers, right? And this fucking group chat is the most poppin' fucking, I don't even, I don't participate much because group chat, like I just don't participate much. But sometimes I go back and just read the shit and then I'll, you know, give my input. But I mean, this thing is the the horniest fucking group chat you've ever literally seen. (laughs) And so the other day I was with Heath Ledger and he just, you know, again, this is someone I recently met and once I said yes, and we had this, like, really cool connection, sexual experience. All of a sudden, I was, like, thinking straight again, you know? And I was like, oh, like, thank God I've said no 
when I've said no, even though it's fucking frustrating. Anyways, so we're doing this and I get a text from my friend that says, I have a horny surprise for you. And I'm like, oh God, what? Tell me. And then I get onto my group chat on fucking Instagram. And I mean, there are just videos, 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 videos of my friend's pornos. And this is not fucking uncommon. We've sent each other sex videos before. I mean, I think everyone should see their friend. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe not everyone. I don't know. Are we weird? fucking weird for I that? I don't think we're weird. I just think we're like open, open and evolved. And like, I think other people just still shame sex and think it should be so private. And for some people it can be like whatever, but I just think our society as a whole has just, um, made it wrong or bad or mm-hmm. dirty or, or made it weird. Like yeah, made it weird. They made it weird. It's a good way to put it. It's made it weird. Like it's, it's weird to talk about it with your parents. It's weird to talk about it. Like, like even last night, my brother and I, I mean, I was talking to some friends about this weekend and and sex and shit and my best friend looks at my brother and he's like dude to be her fucking sister like like you hear this shit all how did you and my brother's like yeah it took some adjusting you know but now we can have open conversation it's not fucking weird you know it shouldn't be weird we should be able to talk about sex and and you know yeah. however we want to and openly so and I mean and also seeing your friends have sex is hot and so I just opened up to these fucking videos of just like just gnarly sex and I was like you fuckers I was like thank god that I am where I'm at right now and that you didn't send me this a couple days ago or else I would have been fucking fuming yeah. like fuming yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm so left out yeah. and so then obviously Heath Ledger being the cool ass fucker that he is I pitched out let's participate. And he was fucking down. And so in comes the video that you received yeah, from me. Yeah, it was me. Lauren on a bed. She <laughs> has the, she's on her stomach. She has the phone out in front of her on the up diagonal. And this guy is, has his face in her ass and he's just like eating her out and eating her asshole. And it, you know, it, and like, these are like normal texts that we like send and receive in, so in this group true. chat on the reg. <laughs> Yes. It's just like what we do. Like right. it's just how we it's it's just like what do you have for dinner? It's like, oh, I had it's a so great true. orgasm and this guy was eating me out last night. Mm-hmm. Here is what I it's like instead of taking a picture of your food, you just show mm-hmm. the video and a fucking back scratch on the side. Like let's go. That's actually so true. I have two group chats. You're the one I'm in with you and then the other one that are yeah. both just extremely fucking horny. Yeah. I mean we should make I feel a like I should be that. in the horny one. I feel like I need to add you into it. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's fucking outrageous. Um, so, yes. I'm glad everyone is going to be asking me for that video now. <laughs> and your blowjob video. So, sexually frustrated. <laughs> so, this season of my standards rising and so, you know my partner's decreasing, which I'm not mad about at all. You know, I've thought about this concept of sexually frustrated and I found this article that I found extremely interesting and also goes along with some of the conversations I've been having recently. (laughs) Also sex, sexual frustration is on WebMD. (laughs) But it's not a medical thing, right? Yeah, but this article says that it's not a, it's obviously not a medical condition. There's, it says you might be surprised to hear there's no official definition or medical diagnosis. <laughs> and then it says, it's just an it, emotion. 
that's not a medical condition. I mean, it says that it's not harmful to your health, but my kind of thought is it it fucking might be. It might be harmful to the health of those around me mm-hmm. because I do when I'm feeling not sexually you know, satisfied. I get cranky. And this is, I mean, this article talks about that. I get cranky, irritable, trouble fucking sleeping. And I think there are ways to definitely show up for yourself in those moments. But I also think sometimes you just crave Mm -hmm. that connection. And that's exactly what it says. It's that while it can be physical, obviously there was a physical frustration. A key element is actually based around the emotional connection. And I just found that interesting because I feel like even when people sometimes are having sex, they can still be sexually frustrated because they're not receiving whatever it is that they are emotionally craving. Mm-hmm. And I think it's this emotional connection. And I don't think it necessarily is an emotional connection even with the person that you're having sex with. It sure, it certainly can be. and It's good for it to be. But I think you can also have an emotional connection to something about the experience, the touch And that's actually what I was saying to you. And then I read on and it fucking actually says that, that like sometimes you can feel sexually frustrated, even if you're having sex, but your partner isn't touching you the way you want to be touched Mm -hmm. or you're not being loved or yeah, it um, could be anything. It could be like the physical needs not being met, the emotional needs not being met. I don't know, the mental challenge maybe not being met. It could really be many things that the frustration stems from but you kind of need to figure out what that is and everyone's different right and I was actually yeah I was yeah someone very close to me I was talking to him today and you know he had a sexual experience over the weekend and he said you know it wasn't just the sex I was craving it wasn't the actual penetration the actual intercourse it was honestly to be touched in a passionate Mm -hmm. way And so I feel like when I think about, you know, sexual frustration, it's not just not getting sex, but not getting the connection and sex that you desire. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many people, when you look at sexual frustration like that, are so fucking frustrated because there's something lacking in their lives, in their sex lives, to the point where... Some people just think that they don't want to have sex anymore. My good friend was married for 27 years and she, at the end of her marriage, just, she honestly thought that she didn't like to have sex. She just thought she didn't want to have sex. And now she's been divorced a couple of years, is dating, is back, is experimenting. And she's, I mean, it's, she's like blossomed, but it's changed. I feel like it changes the way, like your aura changes the way you interact with the world and it changes the way how you feel about yourself and again like that sexual passion in your life isn't just isn't secluded in the bedroom you know and even this article talks about that about how can subconsciously you know women have been taught that our sex drive is lower than men's Mm. but it's just not true it's just the messaging and the shit that we've Mm -hmm. kind of learned and all of the shame and guilt that we have kind of attached attached to our own sexuality but when we are not honoring those needs, when we are not in touch with ourselves that way, I mean, it has a huge effect on how we feel about our attractiveness, how we feel in our body, how we move through the world. Are we, you know, confident? Do we feel sexy? Do we feel powerful? Right. Or do we suppress our desires? Are we afraid to say what we feel? Are we, you know, afraid mm-hmm. to kind of live 
boldly in that way. I think it's so interesting, like what causes sexual frustration? Because when I was thinking about it, is it just having sex? And it's really not because I'm sure you've experienced having sex with someone and then, but you still feel that like empty. Right. And I think that goes back to the whole casual sex thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, like when your needs are not being met and when you're not actually meeting someone in this healthy, Mm -hmm. intimate space, it does feel empty afterwards. It it feels... It can. It can. It can feel empty. It can feel... And I think that's where the lack of trust and like kind of all of that shit comes from. Totally. But hypothetical situation, if you're having sex with someone and your physical needs are being met, but then in another relationship whether it's another romantic relationship or just a friendship or whatever, your emotional and every other need, your spiritual needs are being met, your mental needs are being met. I think that can work. If you're depending on this person fucking you to meet all your needs, you are going to feel a little empty. Yeah. If they can't give, totally. meet them. Which I think is one of the reasons like I've recently, like I have looked into ethical non-monogamy and what that looks like for couples because it just it addresses the truth that to be someone's everything to address to fulfill or to have that expectation of fulfilling every single need mm-hmm. is just an absolute it's such a harsh yeah. expectation and I, it's not that i don't think it can be done i mean i think it takes having an incredible sense of self identity and also friends and other outlets but even just romantically you know life partnering with someone and you're placing a lot of you know, each other's needs onto each other. And I don't know if I'm still figuring it out. Like, I don't know if one person can meet all of that, you know, and that does lead to frustration. Yeah. I mean, I think every situation is different, right? I think that some people may have found people that meet most or all of their needs. And if not, maybe their other needs are getting taken care of in other relationships in their life. Or you have the people like you and I think I'm one of these people that, you know, believe in sexual freedom and believe in, well, there's two kinds, actually there's many kinds of polyamorous relationships and open relationships. Like, for example, I had somebody on my podcast who their relationship is open, but once they're done, like with the third person, so it's a guy and a girl. And once they're done with say like the second girl, That girl is out of their life for good. There's no texting. There's no Instagram. There's no contact because she was purely there for the sexual reason. Right. right? And a lot of people might say that's unhealthy, but I don't, if it's what you're, if you're going into it with just this idea of this is pleasure, this is fun, this is play and it's healthy. it could work. I think it could work. And that's what kind of, I kind of liked the idea of that at first. Um, my boyfriend, however, has had polyamorous relationships before. He's been in open relationships. He's dated porn stars. Like, he is very sexually free. Well, he wants his partner to be very sexually free. And I do believe he should be sexually free. I'm just having trouble getting there. And I'm also having trouble with the realization that he thinks that you can love multiple people at once and you can have emotional connections with multiple people at once. That's really hard for me Mm. because I am a very competitive, like want to be the best, like want to be the hottest, one of the boobs, one of the deepest connection. Like I'm just like a very jealous, Mm. competitive person. So for me, it's going to take me a lot of, I have to kind of rewire my brain a little bit because those things are just like in my subconscious. And 
I don't, I, I think, you know, healthy competition is good, but I don't think it's so good to be this competitive with, you know, people who my boyfriend could potentially be sexual with. So, right. so it's just a very, like some people are, some girls and some guys in my position are just like, yeah, like go be free partner. I'm like, who are you texting? Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Who is that? Well, like, well, like I'm just very jealous. <laughs> Well, I think that that's totally common. I think it is. And I've been there. Like, I've been in relationships where I have been so jealous or so, like, worried about something going on. Or is he looking at her? Or does he, you know, does he want to be with her? Does he think she's hotter? Or the idea that if he has sex with someone, like, is she going to be better? Is he going to leave me for her? Like, Mm -hmm. all of these thoughts. And I definitely think, I definitely respect you. And I've been proud of myself in my own journey in the sense that I still feel those things. Like those things aren't not there. Yeah. I just, I can see the value in exploring those feelings and asking, you know, why am I jealous of her? Like what, what is that trying to tell me? Like, what is it about her that I, that I actually totally admire even maybe. Exactly. And that's why I kind of want to challenge myself to let my boyfriend be free because I want to challenge myself to figure out what bothers me so much about the idea of him with someone else sexually. What bothers me about him being attracted or into the sex with someone else? <clears throat> what bothers me about him having a friendship with someone he's sexually active with. And I think it all comes down to fear, right? We're fearful of the person leaving or finding someone better or having better sex or, you know, like it's all very fear-based, these Mm -hmm. things. And so that's kind of why I want to challenge myself to see if I can get myself to a point where I'm completely confident and fulfilled and happy and content with who I am and that nothing he does sexually or emotionally with anyone else can really affect me because I know what our connection is Mm -hmm. and we have such a strong connection and we are each other's primaries Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just it's something I want to challenge myself to do yeah that's exactly what I was going to say is when you become so confident in the connection and you know that your connection is your own and it's unique and it is what it is and another connection doesn't threaten that. Mm -hmm. And if he meets, and this is hard, right? Like I can preach it, but it's fucking hard. I mean, they're saying, you know, if, if our connection is this good and I believe in that, and if he does have a, find a connection that is even greater than this, I mean, you know, I know a good person would be like, they deserve that (laughs) love and, you know, have the right to that love. But like jealous me is like, I'm going to cut that bitch's head off. Like who the fuck is that bitch? And why is she having, and then I would like make it a point to finally, and this is like the fucked up part of my thinking, find a way to like be better and have a deeper connection. And like, yeah, I mean, that's not healthy. I'm just being real, but (laughs) (laughs) Things not to do. Yeah, things not to do. Come listen to my podcast for things not to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. I mean, it's also I think for me when I've thought about it, it's the idea that they are someone else is experiencing them in the way that I do. Yeah. But when you really think about it, that's not, not true. true. And I mean, my actually one of my ex boyfriends now current girlfriend, they have 
a sort of agreement. I don't know the details, but you know, she told me he can do what he wants with his, with his body. He's free, mm-hmm. but he knows. And I know that I'm his home. I'm the home for his soul. And I mean, man, if that, if that shit, this it's is actually deep, I, but Hey, it works for some people. It and, does. and I wouldn't say I'm like that deep with it. Because I don't think my boyfriend's like soul is inside mine, but I do think that I believe in energies and past lives. And I do think we've crossed paths in another life that we, because our connection was just so electric, like we couldn't not. But what I wanted to say is that another reason why I want to challenge myself, it's not so much, yes, I believe in free love and yes, I believe in non-traditional relationships, open relationships and whatever, but It's not that it's so easy for me to do. It's that I fucking hate societies, how we view relationships, how we view Mm -hmm. sex, how we view from a religious standpoint. I'm not religious at all, but like from a religious standpoint, how we view marriage and abortion and all these things. So whenever I have the chance to kind of like go against the grain, do something that we haven't done, even if it doesn't work for me, I'm glad that I tried because mm-hmm. I don't want to do something just because society says so. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a monogamous relationship just because it's quote unquote normal and what most people mm-hmm. do. No, it's like, monogamy no. by default. Monog- exactly. It's what we're taught and exactly. it's what we blindly follow. And- so like even if you do end up being monogamous, great. But maybe open up your, your options at the beginning because like we're mm-hmm. just programmed and wired to believe that this is what we want, but it might not really be what we want. Sometimes you have to dig a little deeper, even if you're just like, oh no, I could never. It's like, maybe unpack that and see why could you never? Is it because Mm -hmm. your religion says so? Is it because your parents say so? Is it because you view sex shamefully? What is it? Maybe unpack that and maybe you'll realize that you are open to different experiences yeah and I mean it could even be what you were saying those feelings of jealousy those mm-hmm. feelings of that possessiveness okay. and and I mean I think I've talked a lot about monogamy and open relationships and I've been pretty shit at every relationship I've ever been in like real colossal shit and if you've listened to any of the past episodes like I've shat on monogamy a lot but I also recognize that I think monogamy can work mm-hmm. if both people have been super mindful about what it is they want and they're so open. Like I honestly, now I'm getting to the point where I'm open. Maybe in the future I will be in a monogamous relationship. But the thing is, is every relationship looks different. And I think it's finding a structure that works for you. Personally, I think that if I ever am in a long-term life partnership, there's going to be elements of non-monogamy in our relationship like there's going to be you know there's going to be other people involved there's going to be sex parties there's going to be things that keep it fucking spicy and exciting and that also just challenge us to like go deeper in ourselves and deeper with each other and the relationships that I know of people who do that are some of the spiciest and most well-functioning relationships if you think about it like what's the number one cause of divorce usually what's the word um, when you cheat. Um, oh, oh <laughs> adultery. Adultery. I'm having a brain fart. Mm-hmm. Adultery. So if you think of it that way, like if this is what's causing over half of, re- of marriages and relationships to crumble, maybe 
that's saying something. Maybe we should open it up, be more sex. I feel like sex is the one area that people stop growing in. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. We're not there yet, but people continue to grow and read books. They continue to grow in therapy, as a person, in their career, but like in sex, it's kind of just we stop. Well, most people do anyway when they have a monogamous relationship. And I just want to challenge people to keep growing in those er- in that area specifically because it's something our society doesn't really preach. Doesn't encourage. It doesn't teach. encourage, yeah. Well, and that's how people end up being so sexually frustrated in <laughs> their marriages, you know, and they're not... And the thing is, is I used to think that, you know, people stop having sex in marriages and then they lose intimacy. But I think what it really is, is there's a lack of intimacy. There's a lack of openness. There's a lack of communication about desires Mm -hmm. and just human natural shit. So being open and like approaching these different sides of ourselves and getting to the nitty gritty creates this intimacy. And I think it's that openness, that intimacy that exists in the beginning of relationships that fades away, then the sex fades away, and yeah. then it just kind of spirals. And I think that if you are fearful of what your partner might desire, you're kind of kidding yourself, right? Because don't you have desires? Do you only desire your one partner ever? Mm-hmm. Is that all you think about when you're masturbating? Like, let's be really, let's really, be really honest. Real. If you have the right to like think about other people in different situations, don't they? Right. And if they have that right, just as you do, think about it. It's not that bad, right? Like you think of someone else when you're masturbating or you're having sex with someone else, but then you still want to come back to your partner, Mm -hmm. right? If you have that strong of a connection, they'll want to come back to you too because that's the terms of your relationship. When I think I read this fucking meme the other day that said some shit about like if you are in love but you're still desiring other people you're not in love and I just think that I just think that that's fucking whack because it it goes on this assumption that we're supposed to completely turn off our very human desires but I think that that's it in religion that's kind of taught a lot in the sense of you can see a pretty woman but you better not lust for her and then it makes us feel shameful about these natural desires that saying whatever you just said Mm -hmm. also assumes that everybody's the fucking same right right what we are all so fucking different we all have so many different experiences so many different desires so many different preferences favorites no one person can be aroused or turned on by the same exact thing no yeah we could all watch the same porn but nobody else has their experiences so for sure that's going to play into what turns you on and stuff. What turns you on and how you're attracted to your partner and other people. And I just yeah. think that, I mean, and it's there's depressing. no right or wrong. Like religion no. will try to tell you certain things are wrong because they're living in fucking fear. Right. Like they are scared. They would just want to like toughen up. <laughs> toughen up buttercup. No, I think afraid of all, all of those fucking feelings and it's embedded and like you shouldn't lust for other people or you shouldn't have impure thoughts. And it's like, These are very natural human desires. And then what happens is people, it's not like they go away. People just suppress them or ignore them them or feel shameful about them. They don't communicate about them. And what happens when like you see somebody, let's say in anger management, when they've like suppressed all their issues or Mm -hmm. you see like a teenage boy and he keeps everything inside because boys are supposed to be strong and you can't talk about your feelings and then... He like goes and treats the school or something like that. I mean, that's an Seriously, extreme, that's an extreme, extreme example. example. But, no, Sorry, but it's true. no, it is. But but it's true. It's like 
if you suppress anything, not to that extent, I mean, if you suppress anything, no, it's going it to come out in other ways. I'm trying with- to think of a better example because that was so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, outbursts are just, yeah. outbursts are just signs of deeply unmet needs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anger, sexual conduct, whatever. I mean, and that's me and my past relationships. Like I've always had, I've always had this issue with this idea of one partner long-term and, and instead of communicating that with my partners in the past, I've bottled it up and then I've, mm-hmm. it, it's exploded and I've ended up Cheated. cheating yeah. or it just treating them like shit or, or just this toxic blow up because I wasn't open about mm-hmm. it. And like, and even just talking about how I saw this person today and he was really attractive and, you know, just being able to have that open communication. Yeah. yeah honestly kind of relieves the fucking not only the shame for having it but also the desire for it because it's like wow I can be this open here I can have these conversations here and we can explore this and if one of us gets jealous we can explore that or we can explore these feelings and that's what creates intimacy which makes me want to (laughs) yeah and I honestly think what you just said is probably one of the biggest uh things that attracts my boyfriend and I to each other because we just we don't kink shame we let each other be who they want to be like whether that's liking your girlfriend cheating whatever the case may be and he actually really inspires me to be sexually open as well judgment free like I've always been with guys who like wanted to control me or keep me locked in an apartment or like don't go out with your nuts friends like you're really gonna go back to that like he's like no go like go be free and that to me is just so attractive especially for a guy I mean, more guys should be this way, but a lot of guys, especially in our generation, are taught, you know, not to be emotional growing up. I think things are changing. I think kids these days are a little different. But yeah, it's just, it's a really cool situation. I've never really had that with anyone before, so it's interesting. Yeah, I've definitely seen you learn a lot and evolve through it. It's been such a treat to fucking watch. It's that. probably like <laughs> it's probably so many things for you, like the shit that this bitch has has <laughs> roped me into in this fucking relationship of hers. I swear to God, she's that friend that like calls you, like I'm fucking done, like do this, send this motherfucker a text, and I'm like sending him a text, fucking asshole, to give her her that. money back, and this, give that, her her money back, <laughs> and then the next day she's like, yeah, we talked, it's fine. <laughs> I'm that annoying friend. I remember watching Total Bell. <laughs> Nikki Bella and Brie Bella and whatever Nikki Bella was dating whatever that other famous WWE guy I don't even uh-huh. know his name they had a reality TV show and I would watch it it was on E and I would just be like what is this dumb bitch doing she he doesn't want you he doesn't like you like why are you still with him why are you mad? He, does, he doesn't want kids and you do like this is not gonna work. Yeah. And I feel like that sometimes. Like, I feel like my friends are like, what are you doing? But for us, it's not like it's not gonna work. It's definitely gonna work. Right. It's just we are both very passionate. Very passionate, very stubborn, both Italian. He's working on his communication. He's more like avoidant. I am more anxious attached. He runs our chase. He runs our chase. It's just like this. But when, when we're sitting and telling his family about it and stuff, he's he's like, yeah, she'll call me like 30 times. He's like, but I love it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's weird. We know what we're doing is wrong, but we love each other more for it. I don't know. It's weird. It's fucked up, but it works for us. Yeah, man. I've seen you go full psycho. And <laughs> oh, I have gone full psycho. And the thing is, is most of the time in people in this situation, 
it's like, is this bitch so unaware? Is she still no. like, does she not value herself? So many people could say that about your situation. Right. Like, why, like, and, you, it's so bad for you, but you are fucking mindful. Like, and, you know this and shit. And maybe I was wrong in judging Nikki Bella because look, all I know is what I saw on TV. And yeah. they make a lot of cuts that's not the ins and outs of life. Like, they're trying to make good TV. Now being in my position, now like, I get it. I understand why she would keep giving it another shot, especially if she invested so much into it. And especially if he was maybe saying, yeah, maybe kids, maybe kids, maybe, and kind of like leading her on a little right. bit. Like, we don't really know the ins and outs, so we can't be like, you dumb bitch. I think it's hysterical when you call me a dumb bitch. I'm actually in your phone as dumb yeah, bitch. Yeah, you're dumb bitch with a crown <laughs> in my phone. I love it. Serial Simon in my phone will be like, dumb bitch texted you. I'll be like, there's that dumb bitch. FaceTime for dumb bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, silly, silly, beautiful, dumb bitch. I was a dumb bitch in the beginning, but I'm stubborn as fuck, and I'm honestly, I'm glad Mm -hmm. that I did what I did. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely happy. I don't think any, I don't get tell anyone or advise anyone to do things the way I did because normally things should not work out when you do things the way I did. Same. Hey, there's an exception to every rule. (laughs) Look, we're fucking here, and you know what? I think everyone has a little bit of a dumb bitch in them sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, some more than others, but ultimately we're here. We're fucking thriving. I mean, here we are. Here we are. And on that fucking note, that was so much fun. So fun. We are going to fucking continue this conversation on the Jen Rufo show. Yeah. So make sure you turn into that shit. And Dumb Bitch 1 and Dumb Bitch 2 (laughs) will be there to give you more spicy stories and... Lead by example. Yeah, turn to the Jen Rufo show. Don't follow my example, actually. Maybe, well, maybe not follow yours either. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I no. mean, we have like, there are, we have good Some parts. things that. You know what? Like, well, listen, we just throw yeah, shit at the you. wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a lot of good qualities. And actually, like, we probably inspire a bunch of people. So, whatever. And listen, I mean, we do have very magnetic personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were total fucking dingbats and idiots and terrible people, then we wouldn't have the lives that that we do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we all have our vices. We do. It's fucking fun. But as, if so you're fun. aware, it doesn't count, so. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're mindful about your toxic habits, they're fine. Yeah, like, if you know you're doing it, great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could That's totally. That's so not right. We but could, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I, I feel, feel like, like my sh- therapist would tear that to shreds. But you know, what? we're just gonna go with that one tonight. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, awareness is the first step, it but it's supposed to be the first step. We're not supposed to like. And when you continue doing it, then you're a dumb bitch. Right, right. We're literally not supposed to like set up camp Do it once and make or twice, a home. Three times. Fucking first step. Now that's a toxic trait. (laughs) My toxic trait is. God, I love that. Well, anyways, this has been fucking fun as shit. This has been that time of the month with Lauren and Jen. See ya, fuckers. (laughs)